Welcome to the We Are PPS podcast, where we sit down to speak with the staff, students, and community partners working to make Pittsburgh Public Schools one of America's premier school districts, student-focused, well-managed, and innovative. I'm your host, Ebony Pugh, and I have the pleasure today to sit down with Sanji Manahar, the district's manager of environmental sustainability. How you doing, Sanji? <laughs> I'm doing good. Thank you for having me this morning. Oh, it's yeah. It's great to be here speaking to you. Oh, great. We're real excited because we have a lot of new things happening in the district, new curriculum and English and science, but we also have some new results of our water testing, and that is one of the efforts that you help you lead in the district. Before we get into the results of that, can you tell us a little bit about what the manager of environmental sustainability does? Um, as a environmental sustainability manager, I help coordinate management of environmental health and safety and sustainability aspects in the operations of the district facilities. And I provide guidance on school construction, renovation, and plan operation projects on environmental and sustainability issues, coordinate design and management of uh, environmental capital, major maintenance operation uh, and maintenance projects. Um, and also coordinate compliance with federal, state, local environmental regulations. Additionally, I help with um, and other uh, facilities management related activities. So in short, you make sure we don't mess up when it comes to environmental, um, environmental efforts, right? Correct. <laughs> Correct. So that's great. Um, and people probably didn't know we had someone who did that. So we're so glad you're here to talk more about that. So during the 2022-23 school year, the district completed a third round of lead testing of its water fixtures. The initial round of testing began in 2016. What prompted the district to proactively test this water? Um, the Drinking Water Quality Management Initiative began in 2016 as a proactive approach to enhance the quality of drinking water in district facilities for safety of all. Um, at the time, there were no uh, federal, state, or local regulation requiring testing of uh, lead and drinking water in schools. Uh, under the leadership of the superintendent, uh, district initiated a voluntary testing of all drinking water and cooking use outlets. Additionally, as uh, per the recommendation provided by EPA's three T's for reducing lead and drinking water in school and child-occupied facilities, we also tested classroom sinks, offices, nurses' office, and other sinks throughout the district. Um, in um, part of the guidelines provided by EPA, the uh, plan for testing was uh, planned um, developed and implemented and uh, in 2018 Pennsylvania school code was amended um, the act 39 section 742 encourage encourages school district to conduct testing and implement remedial plan if the lead and drinking water exceeds the action level which is currently 15 parts of a billion and uh, the main objective since has been to continue efforts to provide safe and healthy school environment to meet the holistic needs of all students and staff and to comply with the PA school code. So can you explain to us, so I mean you just said a lot, you said nurse's office, you different sinks all over the place, you kind of get onto this, it was a vast project, right? So what goes into that testing process? 
Well, given the large size of the district, it is a vast undertaking. In uh, 2022, we tested a total of 72 facilities. Of those, uh, we have 60 school uh, facilities, uh, seven athletic field houses, three uh, administrative centers, and three uh, city connection buildings. Uh, the when the initiative began in 2016, we developed a plan of action for sampling, testing, and remedial options based on EPA's three T's for lead in drinking water in schools. Uh, per the three T's, the district engaged uh, professional uh, mechanical engineering firms to review and develop plumbing profiles at all school facilities. And these plumbing profiles identified locations and types of drinking water fountains, uh, cooking use outlets, classroom offices, restrooms, and other laboratories and other uh, sinks located throughout the building. And professional environmental consultants used these plumbing profiles and per the EPA's three T's conducted testing of drinking water at water fountains, cooking use outlets, and faucets located in all these areas throughout the district. And the district followed EPA's um, uh, recommended guidelines and collected two-step, you know, used a two-step sampling process. The consultant took uh, two samples uh, from each fixtures in each um, school and facilities. The two-step process consisted of first draw sample which is collected in a 250-milliliter bottle um, taken out of the outlet uh, after the water sits in the fixture uh, for 18, 8 to 18 hours overnight. And the second draw is collected after running the water for 30 seconds after the first sample is collected. And um, in 2022, we tested uh, about 2,364 water outlets of those 1,179 were uh, drinking water, designated drinking water outlets. And uh, there were a total of 4,724 first draw and second draw samples. Okay, so then when, you, when there is a fixture is found with lead, what do we do um, when that happens, when you do find a lead fixture? Uh, when we find any fixtures that exceed the action level uh, of 15 parts a billion, immediate uh, emergency response action plan is implemented. If the uh, fixture is drinking water outlets, it's uh, immediately shut off, the sign's posted, and uh, it is replaced with new chilled filtered drinking water fountain or permanently removed. And if it is a classroom sink or other sinks, uh, it's immediately shut off, signs posted, uh, fixture assembly replaced, retested. Uh, if it fails again, then um, it's either permanently removed or a sign posted to indicate it's for hand wash only. Okay, yeah, so that's really important when you see those signs that say this is for hand washing, that's what it's for. Uh, you, if you wanna, for some reason, you know, brush your teeth, there's other sinks that are designated for that. I think that's something our Correct. little kids do, right? They right. think they learn to do that. So that's important. And then you did talk about the new water chillers, which we have one in administration 
and I love going down there to get my water and fill my bottles up. Can you tell us the benefits? What's the benefits of those new chillers? Um, the uh, water fountains we have installed are high efficiency chilled uh, water fountains and some of those are also equipped with bottle filling stations. And as you know, we have um, uh, buildings that are not air conditioned, so it provides cold access to cold water and, and also uh, capability to fill their water bottles. And um, you know, the, the idea behind uh, providing water bottle filling stations was to encourage uh, encourage uh, students and staff to uh, drink water over uh, perhaps like sugary drinks and um, um, I noticed there's a there's a counter on there too that kind of indicates how many I guess bottles are saved or something in terms of plastic waste and yeah <laughs> uh, so each each uh, water fountain has a ticker that indicates um, how many plastic bottles have been saved. Mm -hmm. And in 2016, um, simultaneously upon completing the testing, uh, we provided about 309 uh, filtered water fountains throughout the district. Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, at the time, we had um, adequate number of water fountains in each level of every school buildings that also meet the Allegheny County Health Department code of one uh, water fountain per hundred students, filtered water fountains. And uh, uh, we also ensured that we provided bottle filling stations on each level of every school buildings at the time. And uh, this is, were, um, these were made available to optimize access to drinking water for students and staff and also help minimize uh, you know, use of plastic bottles and, uh, and also provide some educational opportunity for students to understand they're helping the environment by not using a bottled water uh, that they would uh, get from the stores or. Yeah, and I know several of our schools also have yeah. distributed bottles that help help with that. So students Correct. have access to um, bottles. Reusable bottles. Reusable, right. reusable bottles. And they can, you can rest assured they're getting access to quality water. So um, that's one thing families can know about um, the water their students are accessing in our schools. And is there a plan to continue the testing? Was this something? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, starting in 2016, we had planned to conduct testing every three, uh, every three years. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we have continued uh, with our uh, testing plan, the first, first testing district-wide testing of all the uh, schools and facilities occurred in 2016 and we uh, conducted retesting in 2019, 2022 and the next set of testing will occur in 2025. Yeah and I know um, being uh, working with you because Sanji's been really uh, good about making sure communications is in the loop and ensuring that families are aware of the results of the testing, which you can find on the district's website at www.pghschools.org forward slash quality H2O. Quality H2O. <laughs> yeah, quality H2O. Um, Dave will put that up for us in the back 
Oh, I just said Dave, and people who don't know, we have Dave Scalignac. He's always here with us, making sure that we are taped and ready to go and making sure our sound is good. So thank you, Dave. And before we go, I would like for you to tell us a little bit. We like to get to know everybody who comes here and, and I want our audience to know the people who work for PPS. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey to PPS? Yes, uh, my journey uh, with PPS started in 2010. Um, um, and I'm very uh, glad to have an opportunity to be part of the PPS family. Um, prior to uh, coming to Pittsburgh, I worked in a private sector as an industrial hygiene providing environmental consulting services to various clients. My clients included schools and universities. I have an environmental uh, back, academic background in environmental sciences. And uh, growing up, um, I was born in uh, Kathmandu, Nepal. Growing up in family with uh, you know, uh, folks in conservation, I've been uh, very much interested in environmental you know, uh, aspects and understand uh, the need to uh, protect the environment and how it impacts health and safety. And I'm glad to be uh, contributing towards that and working with PPS yeah. family. We're glad to have you. We're so glad you're here too. <laughs> um, well, that wraps up our show today. I hope you feel well informed about our drinking initiative. And we do encourage you to go to our website. There's a big web slide on the homepage that you can click and get all the information about the results in your school. All right, everyone. Well, that concludes today's episode. Have a good one. Thank you, Emily. Thank, Thank you, you for having me.